Well, hello there. Hey, thanks. Thanks for tuning in. Putting the podcast on. I'm Bino. That's Derek over there. This is uh, Get Geekish, and uh, we do this weekly podcast, and we sit there and talk about uh, whatever ner- geeky, nerdy thing our hearts decide on. How you doing this week, Derek? You know, I didn't even... I wasn't even looking at you in the, in on the screen, and that, that I could just feel the awkwardness of that. Hello there, <laughs> I'm doing all Awkward. right. Awkward. <laughs> it's what I do best. <laughs> oh man. Uh, we we went this week. We wanted to go back and do. We haven't done a spotlight anybody in a while, and uh, <sighs> a little random playlist popped on uh, in front of Derek over there, and we said one of our old pop punk favorite bands. We're gonna give a little. Uh, Shout out! Shout out! Uh, I, don't, I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Bowling for Soup. If you love Bowling for Soup, you know what you're talking about. If you don't love Bowling for Soup, go listen to them and try it again because they're just probably one of the most fun bands around. I but, would say that everybody knows at least one of the hits. That's true. They they, they did have enough commercial success that you could you could call them a household name in some in some respect. Mm-hmm. They were never like the chart topping, selling ten trillion albums a year band, but. They should have been. <laughs> I feel I feel like they didn't get enough recognition for how creative some of their songs are. Because, you know, Almost is a great song. Um, 1985, great song. It's just, but there's other songs on the albums that you listen to them. You're like, that's some lyrical genius right there. You know, yeah, they, they're just one of those fun bands. They know how to write a hook. I think they got overshadowed a little bit because they they did come to popularity in the middle of uh, the huge resurgence of pop punk, mm. where a ton of bands sounded very similar. And I can't fault it. I loved it too. That a lot of bands, there were a lot of bands that sounded like Bowling for Soup. Bowling for Soup sounded like a lot of other bands. So to anybody that didn't really get into it, like, oh yeah, another one of those. Okay, yeah, move on. Same thing as some Forty One and Simple Plan and Phoenix TX you found and all glory. that. Yeah, and all those and people just lumped them all together in one thing. So I think that was part of the problem because some of the some of those bands, and again, I loved them all. So I'm not trying to dog them, but some of them had more talent than others. Some of them were just fun. And but Bowling for Soup had a lot of talent that was tucked in some of those little power chord melodies. <laughs> Do you think it was the name, their band name? Cause we've talked about that before, how band name can set up failure or success, right? I, I think it could be. It's uh, bowling for soup is not a, uh, it doesn't roll off the tongue. Well, and especially like in the radio days too, you know, <laughs> we would go from, Hey, that was Bowling for Soup. Uh, make sure you join us tonight. We're going to be at uh, Chipper's Lanes for bowling. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the big Lebowski doing some bowling and people will be like, is there going to be soup there? What's going on? <laughs> What's interesting is if you have you read the story of how they came up with their name? No, I have not. Enlighten okay. me. Well, there's there's a few. If you look online, there's a few discrepancies. There's one place that is based <laughs> off an old TV show called Bowling for Dollars, which is malarkey. Um, apparently, they were trying to make the new, the name more. Uh, palatable because it was originally based off an old Steve Martin skit okay. where it was in his uh, wild and crazy guys thing. We was talking about books that he'd written. And one of the books was called bowling for a different S word that I can't say. And so that's what they wanted their band name to be. But when they were thinking about, Oh yeah, well our grandma can't say that name. She's not going to like that. And we can't put up flyers in the mall if it says bowling for S word. So Tane would be bowling for soup, which Kind of a fun little story behind it. You read some interviews about it, and it's like a big joke. There's some people that say that it was a whim, like they just changed it last second when a record label called and asked what the name was and other ones. But uh, I think it's one of the things that's you know kind of the Bowling for Soup lore, per se. 
And there was a question on Twitter that somebody begged that for years they said, guys, I have to ask, is it bowling on behalf of soup or bowling to earn soup? Because bowling for soup could have different meanings. And it went on for decades of nobody really giving a firm answer. But then uh, recently, Jarrett finally responded to somebody on Twitter and said it was bowling, bowling to earn soup. Because he equated it to music and the band and going on tour was our life. It was our income. So we were playing music, going to shows in order to get income for our life. So we were literally bowling for soup, to get soup. I wonder if they ever thought about doing like the AFI brand or I guess, you know, I was going to say the BTS brand, but they're before BTS of doing BFS, you know. But BFS doesn't, doesn't roll that's off your still, tongue either. Yeah, still BFS the, no, sounds it, like some sort of like colon disease or something. I was going to say in my head it sounded better than when I said it out loud. And I was like, yeah, AFI flows, BFS does it. Do you suffer from BFS? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's uh, so, yeah, I mean, and they formed in Texas, uh, Wichita Falls, right? Yeah, that's actually why I assumed you brought them up because you're all Texified now, but. Yeehaw! No, I do love I love, I do love the comeback to Texas. So I mean, that's again. You listen to their songs, and they're just they're so much fun. Well, let's just go back. Let's go back through the discography. We'll relive some of it because a lot of people forget some of these songs even exist. So let's just let's just start right there, right? Okay. Uh, let's see. Where did I pull up the discography here? So it has it locked. They've been a part of a lot of different things, but mm-hmm. uh, on themselves. Let's see here. Do, 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 do. I had all my tabs set up ready for this, and I somehow put them all. There we go. So Bowling for Soup, self-titled album, came out in 1994. Which and is crazy. Yeah, it doesn't seem like... what. Well, did you see the video they put out in uh, over the pandemic year? Oh, yeah. It made... it. It's great. They're, they're... I mean, we're close to the same age as them, and they're aging along, and they're making fun of themselves for doing it, and enjoying every second of it and it was very very relatable go search the bowling for soup videos and they have, they have a ton of good videos we'll go through that and we're talking about it too but okay 1994 first album bowling for soup never really got a uh, commercial success out of this the initial release only had 3,000 copies and then they mm. uh digitally remastered it and released it uh around 2011 with all this on there but 19 what were you doing in 1994 um, I was, uh, deciding I couldn't wear sweatpants to school anymore because I was getting made fun of in seventh grade. <laughs> how, how old were they in 1994? Cause that's what baffles me, man. Is like, they, let's see, they can reconnected in kindergarten in the fall of 1977. So he began playing music in 1985 at 13 years old. This is the lead singer. So, okay. They're, they're a little bit. Yeah. They're a little old. older than us. But that's like I'm just putting my head around that of 1994. That's the age of cassettes, and I'm just like, I don't even. I don't. Th- I think of Bo- like you said, Bowling for Soup kind of made that resurgence around the early, well, late 90s, early 2000s. So like 1984, I'm just like, wait, what? Well, it also <laughs> goes through because they they had to, you know, get their stuff together and do a little practicing because. I discovered some of my think around uh, college radio days. I heard a few songs from Let's Do It For Johnny, which was uh, all the way back in 2001, I think. Was that when that came out? Yeah, and I mean, they had almost three, three and a half albums without much commercial success at all. Yeah, Let's Do It For Johnny was uh, released on... On Jive in 2000. Yeah. 
And then when you get to the next album, then they finally started like, oh, hey, this is a uh, a force to be reckoned with here. <laughs> Drunk enough to dance. Mm-hmm. That album. That's the one it, that kind of it, put it, them on the on the map, right? Yeah, what the girls it, all the bad guys want. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, <laughs> that was. <laughs> I, I remember seeing the album that came out. It was at the the uh, studio at KCSU, which is the college radio station I worked at. And you see these guys, and they've got their powder blue frilly suits standing in the front of it. You're like, is this a joke? What the mm-hmm. heck? What? And then you listen to it. Like, this is this is catchy stuff. <laughs> They don't take themselves seriously, which I think just adds to the charm. Mm. Like they know it's kind of like the newfound glory type of thing, like pop punk. Exactly. Love the, they know who they are. They know what they represent. They don't take themselves seriously and they just have fun with it. If you've ever seen a a, a great number of songs that are about, Hey, we're just having a good time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You got a problem? Mm -hmm. Go somewhere else. We're just trying to have fun. (laughs) You don't like our songs? Cool. Another band's coming on after us. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm sorry, we're the headliners. So, <laughs> well, that's the thing is like if you've ever seen them live, they put on a heck of a show. I actually was, I went to one of their shows at the Ogden. I want to say the Ogden. My car got towed at that show, so that show was always going to be with me because I, I learned a life lesson there. Don't park at the Wendy's during a concert. Ooh, we um, all learned that lesson. Mm-hmm. But um, going in there, you know, it was just, it was so much fun. Actually, I have a, I don't know where it is. I should have got it out for the podcast. I have a hat that's signed by them. And it's just, it's so much fun. They Like the energy up there, you're just like, yeah, everybody's having fun. And that's, you know, we'll get into it a little bit later, but that's the same thing as like with their older videos too, or their newer videos rather, where they're older, they still have that energy and they make me feel, oh yeah, we can do it. Just give me some Advil this time. Mm-hmm. They, he, they, every time they do something in all their videos, and I think I saw them once or twice. I, I want to say I saw them with Mest and Good Charlotte or something like that back in the day. Uh, the might have been the Ogden too. I don't know, but that seems like a good lineup. Yeah, they were. They some bands stand on stage and you know, here's our music. Yeah, thanks for playing. Oh, yeah, we're we're so hardcore. What's up? But they got on stage and it was like a circus run by skateboarders they didn't stop moving they did (laughs) not stop moving and you know everybody if you've seen a band perform live in colorado you know everybody has to comment on the altitude now they're out of breath yeah you got got Uh, at least four songs before that's brought up at least one time how do you guys breathe here this right dude but like you know i think they may have brought it up but they still went with it and they still like just kept going because i mean some some artists in colorado would come out high energy and then they'd kind of falter because of the altitude they did not stop they just kept going and going and going and it's just it's awesome they're just one of those bands and like every time i hear a song you know that pops up on my ipod be it surf colorado emily you know running from your dad which is one of my all-time favorite songs you know it's just one of those ones i could just picture it at the show be like yeah and it's it sticks with you, you know, mm-hmm. it sticks with you, but let's, let's move on. So we got drunk right. enough to dance where they, where they kind of got their foot into the door. Finally, mm-hmm. then they got a hangover. You don't deserve came out in 2004 that really kind of put them in front of mass, mass audiences. I was going to say they, the drunk enough to dance got them in the rocket kind of going. And then when 1985 hit, 
boom. Yeah, because Girl just, the Bad Guys want was the music industry was ready to call Bowling for Soup a one hit wonder and move on, and then they followed up with a 1985 that people loved even more. Like, okay, hold on, <laughs> and almost Ohio it's, come back to yep. Texas. That I mean, that's yep. a great song. The My Hometown mm-hmm. song off that one, it's not, uh, it's explicit, but that's that's one of my all time favorites. For them. <laughs> it's relatable. I think that's why. It's, yes, it's relatable. Yeah, they, they do have a lot of lyrics that are they're catchy and clever, but they're they're relatable to. I I think I'm probably the target for a lot of the songs they sing about. I know you're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I know that. Uh, 2006, they followed up next studio album with the Great Burrito Extortion Case. High School Never Ends, yet another chart topper that people really, really latched onto, and very fitting, and you know what I can <laughs> still relate with. Can we like talk about their album names real quick? Because I mean, like. Drunk Enough to Dance is relatable, right? Uh-huh. And then um, A Hangover You Don't Deserve, also relatable. And then all of a sudden you comes along the Great Burrito Extortion Case. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> what's 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 this? <laughs> you know, they got their things. I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh, they also did what? The going, going to the movies. Yeah, their movies. Because they, 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 uh, 2009, they had Sorry for Partying, mm-hmm. which had My Wiener. Which is an amazing, amazing video uh, where they're talking about a wiener dog, but they do the entire video with somebody dressed up as a big, giant, pink phallus. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so upbeat and happy. <laughs> uh, then they got Fishing for Woos came out in 2011. And this is when I kind of fell out of touch with some of them because it, I, I kind of lost touch with a lot of the albums coming out and there wasn't any ones that stood out off this album to me. Like, oh, this is an amazing song. It's still good, but there was, there was nothing that jumped out at me from this one as being uh, you know, one of the top songs. And they had Lunch Drunk Love in 2013, uh, which that was another one that I didn't didn't get into all that much drunk dynasty came out in 2016 their 10th studio album that one had a cover of hey jealousy which was kind of entertaining drink a beer on a sunday another (laughs) song i can't say on the podcast uh (laughs) then let's see where are we in the list of options they had uh drunk dynasty 2016 and then coincidentally which i didn't even realize was happening until you brought up bowling for soup but pop drunk snot bread Brand new album coming out April 1st of this year. Again, with the, the, with the names, it's like they were like relatable with the names. And then all of a sudden it's like, it's like they're playing Mad Gabs and they're just trying to put stuff, <laughs> you know, this doesn't Well, it's funny because I was looking that up and I saw the, uh, the post about that album coming up. Oh, cool. New Bowling for Soup album. Something else to look forward to. Uh, supposedly, I was... On Reddit, somebody said that uh, Jarrett, the frontman of Bowling for Soup, is also having a country album that he's going to put out in February. And the first thing was called Songs About Texas. And I looked it up, and sure enough, he performed a bunch of songs last year. I didn't even go find these videos that were songs he wrote that were not Bowling for Soup songs, and he performed a bunch of them last year. And I guess he apparently put them on albums and going to put it out too. So that's something else to look forward to. Greg okay. Graffin put out a, co- a country album or two, or folk album or two. So why can't Jarrett put out a country album? Okay, yeah, that makes it. That makes it. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing too is like, you know, if you just followed us through all their different albums, and you're like, maybe I've heard one of those songs. I guarantee you have. But 
Also, if you're a fan of Phineas and Ferb, they had a, they did the title song. Mm-hmm. You know, they did the theme song for Phineas and Ferb, and I think they helped with some of the other songs in there too. Oh but... yeah, they, they did one. There was an entire uh, Phineas and Ferb love Handel, Handel, Handel. We're gonna say it with the umlaut over the top of it. So there's a whole <laughs> bunch of songs that put it with that where they're playing on there, and they have. Uh... They appeared in an episode of the Quant- Phineas and Ferb Quantum Boogaloo. Um, Greatest Day, which is one of their songs, was a opening song to a Nickelodeon film, The Last Day of Summer. So, I mean, their song, they've been everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Jarrett's also a uh, accredited voice actor in a few projects as well. What's he, what's he, he been on? He's actually been in uh, uh, Phineas and Ferb for a little while. And to, to, to wrote a song for Sonic the Hedgehog Unleashed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the songwriting production team for Linus of Hollywood. Started an independent record label called Crappy Records. <laughs> uh, that's 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 on par. Okay. <laughs> he was the voice of the Chuck E. Cheese mascot starting in 2012. So for a while, Chuck E. Cheese, music and voice of the Chuck E. Cheese character. That was a man, Jarrett. What? Uh, this, huh? See, this is stuff like, you know, this is one where I really appreciated Bowling for Soup. And when I found out that they did Phineas and Ferb, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But now you find out all this other stuff where you're like, you know, it was one of those ones like, oh, I, they deserve more, which I still think they deserve more recognition and everything like that. But they've still, they've had their hand, at least Jarrett has had, Jared has had his hand, Jarrett has had his hand in a lot of things. Mm. You know, <laughs> how do you get... Hey, yo, you want to be a mouse? <laughs> yeah, he was also in uh, MC Lars's album or a song, uh, Download This Song. Jarrett that's is who, the voice singing on there. That's who opened up for Bowling for Soup was MC Lars. That was my first Hey, concert. Mr. Record Man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, then he was uh, did some stuff with Army of Freshmen in 2006. Uh, did a song with the Lords in 2006. Uh did a song with Junior in 2007 for Are We Famous Yet? Uh, then there's your Endless Possibility you just talked about. Also sang with MC Lars for I'm Dreaming of a Green Christmas. Uh, sang with a band called Darlington. Uh, sang with a band called Roller Coaster. Did the thing for FC Dallas with Dallas Till I Die. Did a song with Marty Dodson for Sonny and Cher. Did a song with Brett Michaels where they covered What I Got on an album called Jammin' with Friends. What? Uh, Patton Pending is a band he played with for a song called Classic You. Uh, he was in a band called Suburban Legends doing Love Song. Uh, did with the Karma Kids doing a song called Matrix. And he also appeared on Punk Rock Factory's cover of Let It Go. Which Punk Rock Factory, if you love punk rock covers of uh, pop songs, great band to look up on YouTube. But he also sang in that uh, Let It Go version they sang out with too. So... You know, just a few other things. Then he was himself uh, in the movie Crossroads and the movie Cursed. He was the voice of Danny in the Phineas and the Ferb movie. Cro- he, wait, Crossroads, is that the Britney Spears one? Uh, probably. Where they, they actually appeared as a band, so I think they might have been playing at a show. I don't think I ever watched it. Uh, he was Bella and Amadeus, the movie 2. He was Amir. He was Daniel Kilgore in Saving the Tin Man. And... He was himself in Nevermind the Buzzcocks. He played Finn Belcher in Monster Dad. 
He played Danny and was himself in a Phineas and Ferb episode. All that from some dude in some pop punk band from Texas that opens up right? for somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> They've done pretty well. I mean, again, I don't know what the rest of the band has kind of done because, you know, it's been following the lead singer, mm. which I have a feeling that he still incorporates them in everything. I don't he doesn't seem from the projects that I've seen him on. He's not like some of the other bands out there where the lead singer, you know, gets all the fame and then they get offered everything and the other bands kind of just push aside. He still kind of, it, it seems finds a way to incorporate them. Yeah. And you I know? mean, you, you look at their band lineup and there's only been six people in the band in existence. Jarrett and Chris have been it the entire time. Mm-hmm. Then their bass player Eric Chandler, started with him, and he quit in 2019, but they left on good terms because it was just too much for his personal life. So they said, hey, I can't keep doing this, and he left. They're still friends, still hang out. So it wasn't like a falling out, and then they replaced him with a guy named Rob. And then Lance Merrill was in the band from the early ni- when they started until 99, and then he was out. But he still showed up and appeared and played some guest spots with him on different tours around. And then they've had the other guy that replaced him ever since. I mean, most bands... Maybe two or three people saying, but they'll have you know two or three of their replacements that every two or three years it's somebody new. We got new drummer every 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 other album, but no, they're all together and like I think it's something about having fun. Is they probably all love it. And they probably all love hanging out and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, well, I, feel, they... I think they'd be a fun band to just like hang out, not at a concert with. Be like, hey, we're gonna go to a barbecue, blowing for soup's gonna be there. playing songs. No, no. <laughs> Well, they're, playing, that, they're playing frisbee and bringing wings, right? And that's the thing is like the what was it a couple months ago or everything like that. Like during the summer, they played a barbecue joint. Well, I mean, it's kind of a concert venue too. But here in Texas, and I was like, oh man, I want to go. I didn't end up going, but uh, it was one of those ones like, oh man. And like, they're not ones to stay away from making fun of themselves. You know, like their greatest hits is like songs people actually liked or something. That's right. It's mm-hmm. something yep. like title. <laughs> which is which is just great i mean and like you said with the music videos you watch the music videos they're a lot of fun they're high energy they poke fun at themselves and especially i don't even i think they have one later but like the scooby-doo-ish one because that's one you're talking about right uh a couple I mean, let me just pull it up because was... they did they did the one with hansen which was the scooby-doo type oh i forgot about the hansen one yeah, and you then they and then they did the one with the the puppets, right? That's the other one. The puppet is kinda, the one I'm thinking of here. Yeah, but then they did the they did that Scooby Doo one with um, Hanson, which is was animated and a, <laughs> and a lot of fun. But the puppet one is the one that that's like calling attention to their old age and stuff, right? That's mm. the one that kind of spoke to our souls. Yes, getting old sucks is the name of that soon. Yep. <laughs> And it's it, when you're getting up to our age, it's it, it hits it hits home real good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, kill them for with kindness. Looks like some odd special effects and some superhero spandex they're wearing. Uh, 1985, they mimic a whole bunch of 80s music videos, like the, Which the, is, the, the thumbnail so is of him dressed up like Robert Palmer. Girl, the bad guys want. I mean, that one speaks for itself. Same with high school never ends. Uh, the getting old sucks as the puppets. Uh, can't say that word either. <laughs> What's the one that they did with Hanson? It's something like spread the love or um, God, what is it? I had it. 
I feel like this is my age showing through now because I'm like, oh, I, I remember that. It's uh, wait, what? What are we talking about? Kill, kill, kill him with kindness. That's the one. It's the Hanson. No, it's, it's it's where's it's where's the love because it's the Hanson one is the Scooby Doo one. Oh, the entire video looks like a Scooby Doo episode, and gotcha. it's amazing. <laughs> and it's at first I didn't realize it was actually Hanson. I had to do a double take and one look. I'm like, is that is that really Hanson? That that is Hanson. <laughs> oh, good times. I get, I'm going to have to go watch Bowling for Soup videos after we're done with this. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we'll have to put that uh, playlist together and uh, embed it in the podcast as well so people can have that for for fun's sakes. Yeah, Where's the Love? Bowling for Soup with Hanson. Yep, that's it's such a fun video. I remember just watching this like... <laughs> and I feel like they're, they're, they've perfected a lot of things. I think OK Go is one of the bands that has been the greatest use of music videos because even if they have a song that's not great you're enthralled by the music video and Bowling for Soup has done that numerous times too that mm-hmm. even if you're like eh, it's an okay song the video is enough to make me want to watch it and go back and watch it again and show it to somebody else like watch watch what happens here and so you know and I like most of the music too so it's double double whammy for me but and if you're ever able to see them live while they're still can move <laughs> <laughs> you know because getting old sucks um, but, uh, if you're really able to see them live, you know, pandemic ends, whatever, they're like coming to your neighborhood. Well, I, if, with the new up, you'd think they've got to be going on tour again at some point, right? I would think that's where my, that's where my thoughts were going is hopefully they'll make their, their way back. And I don't know. It's just, it, it's, it's one of those ones too. Like when the song comes up that we, you know, that, you know, when we were on the radio, when we played, it's just like it, I helped, I helped. I don't. I may not have helped a lot, but I helped a little with you guys. So to uh, <clears throat> so just how much uh, prep work we probably didn't do for our podcast. I just went to this thing called their website uh, on the interwebs. They have this place you can go to places, you know, and they'll tell about things. They they have a tour going on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. February fifteenth, well, they're going to be in Connecticut, then New York, then fans. Let's see if that's coming. In right. our defense. In our defense, the past two years have been kind of crazy because of the whole pandemic when everything's like shut down, open, shut down, open. So, you know, in our defense, <laughs> we didn't know. But now we do. I mean, this is this this was a this was a thing. It's like we're like, let's do ball for soup. I mean, you know, they're doing the East Coast and then they're going to the United Kingdom. And I want to go there. Like if this comes back here, it's bowling for soup lit the Dolly Rots and Matt Stocks. Going across the UK in 2022. <laughs> like, that sounds something I would want to go to. What year is it? I wanted to go there 20 years ago, and I want to go there now. <laughs> God, man. it's I'm, I'm glad that they're still touring, that they're still, you know, they may not be getting the recognition anymore that they had, but it seems like things are still going really well for them. They still have their hands on a lot of things, and they have a new album coming out. And, and, it, and it sounds like they got big enough. Like, I I don't know the ins and outs of their finances, but I, I would guess they probably have enough residual coming in from the hits they had that they can probably still comfortably do this and have fun. And that is the greatest thing anybody could hope for, right? Well, I'm sure they got a nice <laughs> check from Disney as well. So Yeah, it's true. <laughs> what paid for this? Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> right? Uh, season three, episode two. That's what just paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're an entertainer. You go look at, like I said, any of the interviews you go with them, they they, they bring that same energy to interviews, You whether you read them or watch them. 
they're entertaining human beings mm-hmm. <laughs> to watch. And not in a like clowny way like a lot of modern celebrities who like you just waiting to see what goes wrong next. They just look like they're genuinely fun. <laughs> you you know that they were the class clowns in school that not necessarily the class clowns in a bad way, you know how because like sometimes you're like, oh, it was the class clown always, you know, did this and this. They were the class clowns that actually like made a difference. Mm-hmm. That's, we, that's what I feel. Well, even the ones like you go back to the my hometown song. Some go to the lyrics of that they could be the get out of my hometown. My hometown's terrible. Everybody there's horrible. You all suck. We're blah blah. You know how we do a thing, but they literally go back and thank people from their past, the people that. You know, made fun of them, the teachers that made them do extra work, the people that helped them pawn off some to get their first guitar player, and just you know, go go back to their roots a little bit. And it's like, no, 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 we didn't do this. We don't have some magical power that suddenly we're rich and famous now. You can all go to heck. It's you know, you mm-hmm. all you all played a part in this, and we want to celebrate that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but get out and go see the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like I said, there's always messages too. Like they're fun lyrics, and then like the the hometown when you're like, <laughs> and then you just start like, yeah, man, I do need to get them out of hometown <laughs> type was, of thing. That was my feelings. You just hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So bowling for soup. Uh, that that's a spotlight. Now, hopefully, you learned a little bit more about bowling for soup. If you already mm-hmm. liked bowling for soup, hopefully you. Uh, Maybe agreed with some of the stuff we thought. If you don't know what Bowling for Soup is and you're still listening, I'm assuming you're intrigued. Go 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 look them up. Go look them up right now. Well, maybe you heard. I mean, because there was a trend at one point, or uh, I don't know. People started using the 1985 tune, but they changed the words to like what is it, 2005 on mm-hmm. TikTok, and started naming off a whole bunch of stuff. So maybe you heard that version. I don't know. But uh, I think they even took Twitter or something like that. It was like, yeah, that's a good. Good thing. I don't know. But I digress. <laughs> the kids these days. Bowling for Soup. Thank you guys for still going on tour. Thank you for making more music. We love you. Come you back to Texas and go on tour. No, come so back to Colorado. So <laughs> live in they Texas. can serve Colorado and then they can come back to Texas. Fair enough. Fair enough. I got okay. I got a basement you can sleep in if you need to. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you tweet that at him. Mm. <laughs> well, let us know. At Get Geekish, what's your favorite bowling for soup song i want to take a poll here and find out what you think is the best one mine running from your dad i love that song it's so much fun i'm gonna have to put some thought into which one mine is because we've talked about a dozen of them today that now i'm like oh right i forgot about that it's been a while so well the thing is uh, too you put you pop on the album you're like oh yeah so yeah so let us know ad get geekish bowling for soup shining the get geekish spotlight on them this week thanks for joining us and we will talk at you next week